You're listening to Two Smart Assets with Chris Thompson and Danny Nichols. This is your source for passive investing in real estate syndications. It's time for us to gain knowledge and take action. So let's go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. This is the Two Smart Assets Podcast. I am your host, Danny Nichols, here once again with my favorite co-host, Chris Thompson. Hey, what's up, Danny? It's good to see you today. Good to see you, man. This episode is fantastic. Tell the listeners who we're talking to today. Hey, yeah, it is a good show. Uh, you know, today we brought in Cody Laughlin. Uh, Cody is the managing partner with Blue Oak Investments. And we spoke today about why he chooses apartment syndications above other investment opportunities. And we also dove into avoiding shiny object syndrome and really why it's important to avoid learning things the hard way. You know, success leaves breadcrumbs. Cody's a great guy. Great guy. Very excited to jump in into this episode. But before we do that, just want to give a quick shout out to all our listeners. We really appreciate you tuning in. And if you haven't done so already, please make sure to subscribe to the show and leave us a rating and written review. Really helps us grow the podcast, attract more guests, and ultimately provide better information for everyone listening. If you're a passive investor or looking to get into passive investing, then head over to our website at twosmartassets.com. There you can grab our guide for passive investing in apartment syndications. It's just a great introduction into the world of passive investing in apartment syndications. So make sure to check that out. Also, grab our apartment syndication sample deal. This is going to help you get comfortable with looking at this type of investment so when the real opportunities come your way, you'll be ready. If you have any questions about what's in either of these resources, drop us a line anytime on our website's contact us page. Or you can message us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. We're posting some great content on there, so make sure to follow us and start connecting. All right, let's jump into the show. Hey, everybody. Today's guest is Cody Laughlin. Cody's a managing partner at Blue Oak Capital, a Texas-based real estate investing company that's focused on acquisitions and multifamily assets. He's a proud husband and father to three beautiful children. Cody has been investing in real estate since 2010 when he began investing in single-family rentals after becoming an accidental landlord. He's now both an active and passive investor in multifamily real estate. He's the host of the Prosperity Through Multifamily Real Estate Investing podcast and the co-host of the South Texas Multifamily and More Houston Chapter Meetup. Cody, it's great to see you, man. Welcome to the show. Chris, man, I appreciate you having me. I'm super excited to be here, and it's always an honor to come on somebody else's show and share my story, man, so I really appreciate it. Yeah, well, we definitely appreciate you uh, carving a little bit of your time out to kind of hang out with us and, you know, spread some of the good word to anybody who's willing to listen. So pleasures are all over on this side, man, for sure. <laughs> well, just be careful what you get, you know, what you're getting here. Okay. You get what you pay for. So hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully we'll bore the audience too much, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, uh, I guess with, with that being said, you know, um, you know, let's take it back just a little bit to the beginning here. Tell us how you uh, got into real estate and, you know, kind of how you got to where you are today. Yeah, my journey started back in 2010, as you mentioned there. You know, my professional career started in 2008. I graduated, moved here to Houston, Texas, started a career in the medical field. And um, obviously in 2008, Great Recession, you know, many people were negatively impacted by that, and particularly people that I was working with that were getting near retirement age. And, you know, being young out of school, I was like, hey, this doesn't make sense. Like, I'm going to study and beat the system. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna learn this real, this invested game, and and uh, I'm gonna show that I'm not a victim to that same circumstance. And so was you know studying on how to invest in retirement accounts, how to invest in the stock market. And in 2010, me and my wife decided to sell our home. It was the first home we'd ever bought, and we were moving to a different part of Houston. Uh, again, the market was in shambles still, and uh, we couldn't sell it, and we ended up having to put a tenant in there to pay the mortgage because we couldn't afford to pay two mortgages. And around that time, again, I'm studying how to invest in stocks. Somebody saw me and they said, hey, have you read this book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad? 
And I, I read it and of course completely derailed my entire career path from there. And, um, you know, my goal was to continue up the corporate ladder, go back to school, get my master's and, um, you know, pursue a corporate career in healthcare. And after reading what I've coined now, the purple Bible, <laughs> you know, I, you know, it just kind of changed everything for me. It changed my complete outlook on every aspect of my life. And so really started on the real estate entrepreneurship journey. Just, you know, it made the most sense to me. It spoke to me and I found myself in the situation. So unfortunately though, was being much younger and being excited about this new entrepreneurship journey, I ended up chasing a bunch of shiny objects and got into other business opportunities that Honestly, and truly looking back, I, I really had the business getting into, you know, it just really wasn't a good fit for me and my skill set. Uh, but I was changing any and everything that I thought was going to advance my real estate investing when in turn, it actually took me further away from that. And so make a very long story short, after learning a lot of hard, expensive lessons over a couple of years uh, through those experiences, got remitted back to real estate several years ago. And I knew I wanted to get to multifamily. I was introduced to the concept of multifamily in 2011. But, um, you know, I didn't have a lot of resources as far as net worth and liquidity. And I kind of had that limited mindset of, well, I need to go build this myself when I get to multifamily. So got back into the single family space, started out with single family flips, realized very quickly that A, number one, it kind of sucked. You know, flipping homes, it, it, it's a tough, tough business and it's, it's distracting. It takes a lot of your time and, you know, it's hard to scale. And there's a lot of people that are out there successful at it. But, um, I just... I I just felt like my efforts could be applied to something else that uh, yield me uh, more return on my efforts, if you will. So I had a moment with one of my children, as you alluded to, I'm the father of three children. My oldest, he's getting in the last year of his baseball uh, and little league baseball and wanted to be a part of his team, coach the team. And I couldn't do that because of my work schedule. And that was the real big moment for me where it was just kind of that big gut punch. And I realized that, look, I'm running out of time. You know, I'm still very young, but my two youngest children, um, I, I look at them and you've, you know, if anybody has kids and they're listening to this, they, they can appreciate just how fast time goes by and how fast you can grow up. And, you know, realizing that with my son, who's now about to be 16, how much time I've missed with him at work, I didn't want that to affect our family anymore. You know, so I made the decision then to commit full time into family or full focus into multifamily and do what it took to build the business um, and, and find the resources versus trying to just do it all alone. And so that's what we did. And so made that commitment um, late uh, it was like early 2019, made that commitment and have kind of been building the business since. So that's pretty powerful. You brought up a couple things there. Like, I think it's, <clears throat> I think it's, uh, it's also common, you know, like where you're, you're, you're running around doing, conducting your life, you know, as normal. And then, uh, somehow it, somebody puts a book in your hands, this rich dad, poor dad. <laughs> and it, and it is, it's a kick in the pants as far as like this mindset shift and how you've been thinking and going about things. Uh, I mean, that's, and we hear that so often, you know, like I've read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I'm like, man, it's it's like the foundation of what really gets people fired up and getting them going. So I think it's huge. Um, I'm sorry, Chris, not to interrupt you there. But, you know, another thing about that, too, was it was perfect timing. Again, you know. I saw the impact of the Great Recession in 2008 that it was having on people's lives. And then here it is. 
you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and he kind of sets that framework for just how insecure a W-2 is and, and why you should be looking at alternative investments and things like that. And it, it just was like, wow, what, what a better time, you know? So uh, timing is everything in this space as well. But, you know, I think it's funny too, that, you know, like just that, that timing, um, you know, there's so many things that I wish, I wish I would have heard about that sooner. I wish I would have learned about that sooner, but there's so much involved, you know, even my own life. That's like, somebody probably did tell me that it just didn't sink in until like I was ready to receive it basically. Mm-hmm. And just, I think it's just crazy how that works out. And then you mean, I, I don't even know. We talk about all that stuff, I guess, till we go blue in the face. Um, but you, you mentioned some. Uh, you mentioned something that I think is extremely important. Uh, you mentioned, you know, kind of chasing a, a shiny object. And you know, we're. I think I, I know I'm guilty of it. You know, there's a lot of stuff going around. Like, what's your what are your thoughts on that? Like, what's kind of like the process that you go through when you discover something new? I mean, you've already reached this realization that it actually might have set you back, right? But, you know, you've probably at this point, like developed some kind of at least a uh, 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 realization or this understanding, like when you see something new, hold on, like you're pumping the brakes. Like what, is, what does that look like for you? What does shi- the shiny object syndrome like mean to you? The shiny object syndrome to me just means that you're, you're getting involved in opportunities that aren't going to advance your goal mm-hmm. or, or fall in line with your skill set. And what I mean by that is, you know, again, my, my path and my goal was always to become a realistic entrepreneur. And the opportunities that I started getting involved in were everything out of real estate investing. And although the, the idea behind it was, okay, here's another way for me to create income that I could leverage for real estate investing, what it ended up being was opportunities that, again, just were not in my skill set. So for example, one of the opportunities I, I got involved in were mark, uh, multi-level marketing companies. You know, and anybody's ever been involved in that, which I'm sure a lot of us have, you know, it's, it's a tough, tough industry. It's hard to make any significant income in those type of business structures, but it's very much a, it's kind of like a very sales driven type of industry, right? Where you're out there pushing a product that may or may may not be worth anything. And you have to be willing and tolerable to a lot of no's, right? I mean, you're just going to constantly get turned down, turned down, turned down. And I was not a salesman. It's not something that's natural to me, nor was I uh, prepared for all of the, you know, no's and the, and the, the constant negative feedback from, from being in a business like that, you know? And, uh, you know, and I use that as an example, but again, that shiny object of, oh, here's a way that you can make a thousand dollars a month in income, but you know, you got to go out and push a product which I've never done sales before. It wasn't, you know, and then one of the companies I did, I didn't even like the product. I didn't even drink. It was a coffee product. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't drink coffee. So point being is, is um, you know, I got attracted more to the idea of creating revenue and the income, but not in the way that was I was up for. And so, you know, got into a couple of those opportunities. And throughout those opportunities, I, I've tried a franchise business, um, which is a whole nother story. Um, you know, what I learned is, is, is the time commitment that it took to involve in those businesses and put effort into. Again, it took me so further away from my real estate and I didn't have the right skill set for those opportunities. So ultimately, I, I hate to say I wasted a bunch of years, but I went down these rabbit holes that just led to nowhere. You know, and I spent all efforts trying to make them successful. When in turn, I really should have, if I'd have number one, stayed focused <laughs> on the real estate and just stayed down that path. But number two, I should have realized very quickly, like, hey, these are not the right opportunities. Get back to 
for what you believe in. Uh, again, to go back and answer your question, you know, shiny objects, that that to me is a perfect example of, you know, just chasing things that aren't going to advance your end goal. And for me, the end goal was real estate. And so what well, I learned through those experiences and, and how do I judge opportunities now is again, if it if it's not related to commercial real estate, it's not related to multifamily, uh, you know, honestly, I don't even... I don't even give it a thought, you know, when it's presented, I've learned now through loss of time and, and loss of money, it's not even worth entertaining. You know, I just pack it along and it may be a great opportunity to be a great opportunity for somebody else, but it's not a great opportunity for me. And so we just move on. You know, I like, as I listen to you describe that, like I immediately think of like a famous phrase, a jack of all trades, master of none. And it's like, you, you spend so much time, you know, jumping around to these different things that they might seem great, but I think in, in just that and something that you've, that you've, uh, inherently figured out on your own is just kind of understanding that like new doesn't mean better. Mm. You know, the, the grass isn't necessarily always greener on the other side. And so I think that's, uh, I think it's pretty powerful to uh, kind of figure that out, you know, really on your own. And I mean, I hate that you wasted, wasted time, <laughs> but uh, you know, you kind of, I mean, that's uh, uh, in a way that's something that you figured out the hard way. And uh, some of those lessons sink in the best <laughs> when they live, when you learn the hard way. You know, I don't regret any, anything that I've done in my lifespan. I don't regret any of the opportunities that I've chased because as I've matured and as I've gotten to be a better entrepreneur, I understand that those opportunities, as Rod Khalid calls them, are seminars. And you learn from seminars, right? You learn the best lessons from mistakes that, especially costly mistakes. Those are the lessons that you, you'll never forget. And so I look back on those opportunities and yeah, man, I lost a lot of time. And, and I, I alluded to this earlier. I got introduced to multifamily in 2011 and I kick myself in the butt now because man, if I would have done what I'm doing now back then in 2011 and I would have started my investing then in space, in my opinion, that was arguably the best time to buy real estate in particular multifamily. I mean, look at the way the markets appreciate over the past decade, right? Sure. Um, I mean, you could have made a lot of mistakes and still have come out very well ahead in the past decade. And so it, it's kind of hard to stomach that when you think about it that way, but everybody's path is different. Every, every bump along the way, is just another opportunity to learn. And through those experiences, it's allowed me to become much more disciplined and focused now when I'm at my business. And I think it only made me a better partner in our, our partnership and a better investor and a better entrepreneur now having undergone that. So, so I, I appreciate it. You know, looking back, I appreciate those experiences, you know, still better late than ever, I guess. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think I really could have said that better than you. Um, it's easy to like have regrets and to, to think, you know, I should have done this sooner or whatever. But in reality, I mean, like that, you, you got to find the silver lining in some of these things. Yeah, we, we might have wasted time, might have wasted money. I wasted time, stupid time and stupid money on all kinds of things. <laughs> and so, I mean, like, you know, it's, it, but what we know now is invaluable, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a, it's pretty powerful. Something just to kind of hold on to. Yeah. And, and you know, it really comes down to mindset and, I know this is something that so many people talk about and, and, you know, people hear it all the time and, and some people may get bored with it, but it's all about how you perceive what's in front of you. If you constantly look back and you have regrets or you constantly look back and say, oh, I wish I could have, or, oh, I wish I would have, or blah, blah, blah. You know, all you're doing is you're limiting your ability to grow from those experiences and better yourself moving forward. And, you know, so, it, you know, when we talk about mindset and, and I, again, I, I tell people this all the time is when I first got into the multifamily space and I started learning and getting educated, you, you kept hearing mindset, mindset, mindset. And I was that person who was like, okay, I'm all right. 
I've, I've heard enough of mindset. Let's get into the nuts and bolts. But, you know, again, as I heard in my business, as I've, as I've gone through this past almost two years in this space now, what I have grown to appreciate the power of mindset. And now I'm the one telling people, listen, before you do anything else, you have to really work on yourself first. You have to really work on your mindset and make those mindset shifts as you grow, because this is a hard, hard industry. You know, let's, let's, let's be honest here to the audience. I mean, there's a barrier to entry in this space and there is a lot of obstacles that you have to overcome. There's a lot of gut punches and, and chin punches that are going to knock you down for some time. And you got to be willing to get up and what, shake it off and move on and, and grow from that. And so if you don't have the right mindset and that right outlook with each of these experiences, you know, it's going to be very, very hard find that success. So, you know, I feel like when we, when we go in talking about mindset stuff, it feels like this guru type of thing. And I always, uh, I guess prior to, prior to any real experience in real estate, like I always, when you hear about people talk about mindset, mindset stuff, like I always kind of like brush it off, you know, and it, it just seems whatever, but then it, it's actually extremely powerful. And we all know, or you should at least understand that, you know, you, you feed yourself negativity. You're going to like your, your, if your input is negative, your output isn't going to be that positive, you know? And so just in being able to like persevere and like just stay, stay focused and continue forward. Like you said, like, it's important to know that this is hard, you know, or the, the, this is a highly competitive business. However, it can be done. And there's a lot of magic that goes on in this, you know, that a lot of stuff that this can afford uh, in just getting things done. So, I mean, we, a, a large portion of our, of our show and our motto is about like that positive mindset. You got to keep going. You got to just stick those two feet on the ground in the morning and just get going and understanding, you know, you got to, you got to immediately work on yourself and you got to understand like what you're capable of and what your, what your strengths are. And more importantly, I think what your weaknesses are. So that way, you know, if we can play on each other's strengths and weaknesses, somebody else can step on in and, and keeping that positive mindset. So you can have a reason to keep pushing forward because there are going to be plenty of times where you get kicked right in the stomach <laughs> and you have to have that will, that underlying will to push past that. I mean, yeah. I didn't really know where else to go with that. It's, it's important. I yeah. And speak enough about it. You're absolutely correct. And I kind of equate to take, take for example, somebody who's trying to get in shape, maybe they're trying to lose weight. Right. And there's two aspects, right? There's the diet and then there's, there's exercise. And, you know, people think that, oh, if I go spend two or three hours in the gym every day and, and I go work my tail off in the gym, I'm going to burn the, the weight off. And then a lot of people, many people, they never have any success with that. They, they work their tail off, but they don't lose any weight. Why? Is because the majority of, of your fitness comes from the food that you consume, the diet that you intake in yeah. your body. And so it's the same thing for real estate, right? So the mindset, in my opinion, is probably the majority of this business. You know, it's 80% of your because you're going to make mistakes. You're going to come across barriers that you feel like are too impossible to overcome, you know, and if, if you don't have that mindset to keep chugging along, like we've, like we've referenced, then again, man, you're going to be out of this business before you ever get started. So uh, I, I completely agree, man. I think, you know, again, I, I encourage everybody take the time to really focus on yourself. Like you said, identify what your skill sets are, where your weaknesses are and build off those, put the people around you that complement those skill weaknesses, and, and uh, you know, you got to keep plugging along, man. You got to have the right mindset. So let's pivot just a, just a little bit, you know, we, we know you're uh, involved pretty heavily, uh, you know, in just multifamily, you know, uh, there, 
you know, there's a ton of different ways to get started in investing in general. And, and that really holds true, you know, for real estate investing as well. And, and, you know, there's a lot of ways to, to get into the real estate game. And, you know, like, I'm curious, like, why, why multifamily for you? What, like, of all the things, all of all the shiny objects out there that you could have been chasing, why'd you focus in on uh, apartments and just, uh, let's say, large multifamily? Well, at a very basic level, Real estate in general just made sense to me because at the end of the day, no matter what happens, two things that people are going to always need, they're going to need food and shelter, right? Mm -hmm. And so people are always going to be striving to have a roof over their head. So that just made sense to me. And then as I became, or as I, as I became an, uh, an investor, excuse me, and again, we started with single family and I had the rental. I was a hands-on hands -on landlord for the first three, three and a half years or so of my, my first rental and <laughs> learned a lot through that experience. That's another topic. But, um, you know, what I discovered was, man, you know, again, it's a lot of work having to be the one to answer the phone calls, you know, make the uh, calls to the repairman to go out and fix issues, you know, go collect the rent, go uh, chase the tenants down when they're not paying the rent, go to eviction court, you know, all those struggles that I had to deal with. And as I got exposed to multifamily, Family, what I realize is it makes more sense to have more units, right? Because if I, let's say, for example, in my one single family, if I have a tenant move out, I'm at 100 vacancy. But if I have a 10, 10 building, 10 unit building, and I have a tenant move out, well, guess what? I still have a 90% occupancy. I still have revenue coming in that's covering the bills and the mortgage, right? And so in that regard, it made sense. And then as you continue to scale larger and larger, you can then generate enough income that can support having a property management team in place for you that's doing the day-to-day -day, and then you're just managing the manager, if you will. So um, again, that just resonated with me really well. It just made a lot more sense. And the other thing too that I really liked about multifamily was the the control that you have. So right in single family, your evaluation of your property is very much dependent on the market it's in, right? The comps that are in that area versus a multifamily where I can go in and control the income that the property produces in some form, whether that be increase the revenue, decrease the expenses. And by doing so, I therefore increase the value. So that was also more attractive to me because if I just drive the income and control the income and increase the value, that means it's a less riskier asset, if you will, in my opinion. So I have more control. So I, I was really attracted to that. I agree completely. And the fact that, you know, that control control in, in my life, it, that control is necessary. Now I understand that, you know, we, I, I love actually delegating things, right? But then, you know, versus let's say investing in the stock market, I've got no control over that whatsoever. And, you know, you can hit some pretty good grand slams, you know, messing around in the stock market. But the one thing that gets me and that's, I think that should have been highlighted for everybody, uh, you know, over the last several years, if not before, but like having somebody be able to tweet like Elon Musk, send out to some boneheaded tweet and now all of a sudden the stock prices are affected. Like how in the world am I supposed to stomach that when somebody else somewhere else can put just a couple words together and now my, now my 401k is tanking. I think it's, I think that's crazy. And so that ability, I wouldn't necessarily call myself a control freak, but having my own destiny in my own hands is pretty important. And so, you know, being, being able to trust those people around us, whether it's property management or whatever peripheral uh, company that we're using, you know, to get these jobs done, you know, that's, that's well within our control. And like you're saying, you know, the, the occupancy, you know, we can stomach all day, like one or two people leaving, but if all you have is a duplex or a single family home, <laughs> 
immediately you just get kicked right in the wallet when something crazy happens or maybe even something silly, something small happens. Now you're, you got to eat it. And yeah. I, I hate that. So I agree, like just the scalability, everything involved with multifamily is extremely attractive and we can control all yeah. of it. it. It's, I, I couldn't, I, I don't think there's like a better thing, at least for me, there's not anything better that I think I can find that delivers that those, those few things that I need. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, Chris, just something here just a second ago that I want to also kind of highlight is, is the economies of scale. You know, I go back to my story about, you know, why I was pursuing this family journey in particular, because my whole journey based on becoming financially independent, right? My whole entire end goal is to become financially independent and take my time back and control my time and give that time back to my family. You know, again, I've mentioned I I have three children, two of who are much younger. I want to be there for them with whatever events that's going on, whatever life events are happening. I don't want to use the excuse of my W-2s in the way, you know, that's not okay with me anymore. And so looking at creating a portfolio, if I had a, if I were building a portfolio of single family homes, think about how many hundreds of single family homes you would have to do to really build up a substantial portfolio that could allow you that financial independence, right? right. Well, the economy is a scale in the multifamily space allows you to get there much faster with a lot fewer transactions. And so that, again, that was another big reason why we looked at multifamily too, is because the economies of scale just allow you to get there so much quicker than you could in the single family space. Yeah, you. Uh, that's a, an incredible point. Uh, you know, we, we started out uh, doing some fix and flips and stuff, and you know, we still have, a, we still have a, a, a rental property and stuff. And it's easy on a small scale, but it's so you, it, you're so quick to realize like I can't buy another property this year because slaving away at my W two, I got to come up with more down payment, and you know it just it it quickly got out of hand that like this this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work at the speed that we need this to work. So we got to find something a little bit bigger, something that we can actually scale. You know, Cody, you've been uh, extremely valuable to us today. Um, you you make a lot of killer points, um, but I want to take just a moment just to kind of shine the spotlight on you, man. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about uh, what you have going on? Awesome, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. So again, managing partner at Blue Capital, uh, myself, my two other partners, John Beatty, Brian Alfaro, uh, we're all based here out of Houston. We're a multifamily acquisition investing firm focused on primary and secondary markets here in Texas, Tennessee, and Kansas City. And, you know, we have a great network and a great platform people to get plugged into our database and our system. And so, and you alluded to this, we were the co-host of the South Texas Multifamily and More Meetup Community, host a monthly virtual meetup every month. I um, would love to have people and, and learn from other industry leaders in the space, as well as just be able to participate in some great networking. And uh, we're the, we have our podcast show, the Prosperity Through Multifamily Real Estate Investing Podcast. Um, a really, really proud moment for me a couple weeks ago, we released episode number 40 and doesn't sound like a lot, but for myself, I mean, a year and a half ago, I couldn't even tell you where to download a podcast, much less hosting one. So I'm excited about that, but man, we've had some great guests on the show. Um, so we definitely encourage people to check out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And, um, you know, we have our website up www.blueoakinvest.com. Anybody wants to learn more about me and my partners and kind of what we're doing in our business, definitely go there, check us out and we'd love to connect with you there. So perfect, man. We'll make sure to uh, link all that stuff in the show notes. 
Uh, Cody, man, it was great having you on the show. Uh, I really appreciate you taking some time out of your day to hang out and talk with me. And, uh, you know, for the listeners, that's pretty much all we have for today. And uh, stay with us next week, and uh, we'll bring you another great guest uh, with a lot of great information. And until then, see you later. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. Head over to iTunes to subscribe to the show. And while you're there, we really appreciate you leaving a rating and written review. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to hear on the show, connect with us on social media or through our website at twosmartassets.com. We look forward to speaking to each and every one of you. Talk to you soon.